Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Neil McGeever. So, uh, first off, Pastor Gwen and I did not talk about what I was preaching about today. <laughs> the title of my sermon is My Peace. <laughs> it's My Peace. So, a long time ago, in May of 1945, uh, specifically May 8th, Germany did um, unconditionally surrendered to the Allied forces. And it's called VE Day, which means Victory in Europe Day. That day happened, it, was, it happened over two days, May 7th and May 8th. They actually signed the papers of this unconditional surrender on May 8th. And then the war was still going on in the Asia Pacific theater at that point. So um, the United States and the Allied troops were fighting against Japan and whoever was in cahoots with Japan at that point. But just a few months later, on August 14th, 1945, Japan surrendered. Now, they didn't sign their papers, their unconditional surrender papers, until September 2nd. But that was called VJ Day, Victory in Japan Day. The end of the Second World War brought peace to the world, right? Because war was all over the world over those six years from 1939 when war was declared until 1945, halfway through 1945. So peace had come in the world at that point. But peace didn't stay for very long. I looked up a list, and this is what I'm going to tell you now is only a highlight of the major conflicts and wars that happened since World War II. So we have the Korean War from 1950 to 1953. We had the Vietnam War. There's differing lengths of time, but the one that I saw said 1955 to 1975. 20 years. 20 years. The Gulf War was 1990 to 1991. There was the Bosnian War, 1992 to 1995. The Afghan War was 2001 to 2014. Iraq War, 2003 to 2011. And then the Cold War, which some say was 1947 to 1991. All those times, there's never been peace in this world. You can't have peace when there's war. They're mutually exclusive. They don't exist together. Now, we are very blessed here in, in Canada, and for the most part in North America, where none of those wars really hit our soils, we're actually fighting on our soil. It hit our people, 
many people have been lost in war, in many of these wars. But in the world, you have to work at peace. You have to work at it. And then you get peace, but then something else happens, and you don't have peace anymore. And then you try and resolve that, and so you've got that resolved, and you think everything is okay, but then something else comes up, and peace is gone. You know, I'm just talking about major wars here. There was a, a, a list almost twice as long of conflicts and police actions and disturbances that they called in, in, in countries all over the world. And then you think about things that aren't even in war. You think about the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> the couple of times that they actually made it to the Stanley Cup. We had riots. I, I sat right after the last, I think it was the last riot, right after one of those riots, I had a professional development course that I had to do, and I sat next to, I think he was the president of London Drugs, he was, a, he was a chartered professional accountant and we were doing this course together. So we got to talking and he was telling me about what happened at the London Drugs that was downtown right in the middle of those riots. How basically the manager grabbed all of the staff and I think they had a vault in that London Drugs or something like that and pulled them all into the vault and basically closed the vault and their entire their entire store was completely ransacked. All of the front windows were completely gone and people just went in and through and this was only one place, one London Drugs. I mean, there was many places that were looted and destroyed. There's no peace there. That may not be an official war, but that was a war that night. Right? We have lots of things that go on in our lives that take our peace away from us. Peace in this world is fleeting. It's not a sure thing. It's not a sure thing. So, how do we get peace? How do we get peace? Let's turn to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. In verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says, I'll read it in the King James. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Now let me read that again with some definition to it. Thou, thou is God, will keep him, that's you and me, in perfect peace, whose mind, that's our mind, is stayed on the Lord, on thee, which is God. Because he, which is us, trusts in God. Amen? Okay. So, we have to Oh dear, see, my piece has already fallen down to the floor. (laughs) 
So we have to keep our mind on Christ. Okay? So we've got to keep our mind on Christ. We've got to think about keeping our mind on Christ. Oh, no, I'm not supposed to go in front of this, the podium. <laughs> keep our mind in Christ all the time. Think about keeping our mind in Christ. Keeping our mind on Christ. Keeping our mind in Him. Keep thinking on God all the time. Thinking on Him. Okay? We're thinking on Him. Okay. A lot of times we get distracted. <laughs> Think about the squirrel principle. <laughs> my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law, uh, Meredith, has two, what are they, bloodhound German Shepherd Cross dogs. Beautiful dogs. Beautiful colors, blacks and browns and things like that. They're, what, 120 pounds, something like that? About 120 pounds. Really, really mild-mannered animals until <laughs> you're taking them on a walk, a lovely stroll, and they're wandering, you know, and they, they, they're sniffing things and stuff like that, and then they get to the field, and they see the rabbit. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> Meredith's arm is being tried to be pulled out of her socket because they want to go and get that rabbit, right? They're focused on one thing, and then all of a sudden, squirrel! And they're gone after that rabbit, yeah. right? Yeah. So, we think thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. You have to be concentrated to keep your mind on God all the time, right? Watch, I have to watch this ping pong ball every time I throw it up to keep, make sure it gets back into my hand. But then... You know, the power goes out. Oh, dear. <laughs> Where did, we got to go fix the power. Squirrel! <laughs> right? Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 and 2. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Okay, so, now, we're keeping our mind on God. Okay, we've got our mind on God. We've got to focus on keeping our mind on God. And now we've got to work on his law, remembering his law. So, are we going to try and juggle these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it says, my son, forget not my law. But let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So I've got to, I've got to try and juggle. I've got to remember the law. Exactly. I've, got to, I've got to keep my mind on God. 
I've got God back here now. I've got the law here, and I've got to, I'm, I'm keeping my mind on him, right? Okay? Okay, so now let's move down to Proverbs 3 and verse 13. Verse 13 to verse 17. It says, Happy is the man that finds wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared to her. Verse 16, length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. So this is, this is describing wisdom, the wisdom of God. This is it, describing it, right? Look at verse 17, her ways, wisdom's ways, are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Okay. So now, we have to be trying to find wisdom all the time. We have to find wisdom. We have to look after wisdom. It says in Proverbs that wisdom is the principal thing, and we have to get wisdom with all our getting, get understanding. So we have to go after wisdom. We have to go after wisdom. So, okay, so we've got our mind on God. We've got... We've got um, We've got the law that we have to remember, and we're trying to get God's wisdom. So now um, we have to try and keep these things up, going all over the place. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so far I've got two up in the air once, right? <laughs> so if you're able to do this, Notice what I have to do. It takes every ounce of my concentration to keep all of these ping pong balls up in the air. And even when you're really good at this, there, there used to be, um, uh, I don't know if he's still there, but in Victoria there was this guy, his name was Red. Well, that's what people called him because his hair was like, like, uh, very like fire orange red orange hair and, and so everybody just called him red and he was a street performer and he was an amazing juggler and um, even him you would see him um, practicing in Bastion Square before he'd go out onto the street and and, and actually perform and, and stuff like that but even with him that's all he did was juggle and perform he, he was he was a master at it but even with him, he was constantly watching at the top. He was, <laughs> he was constantly watching whatever he was juggling. And there were some crazy things that he juggled. But he was constantly watching the top of it and where the balls were going. Constantly watching it. 
It completely consumed all of his time when he was juggling all of those things. Completely consumed him. <laughs> when, when we try to do this on our own, it takes up all of our time. If we, we want peace, we have to make sure that we're following, just, just like Irene said, you know, what she was talking about. She was trying to do what God's already done for us. Right? Trying to do, and oh, I'm just, oh, man, I just, I did it again. Okay, I just got to try harder this time. I just, I just got to try harder. I just, I, I won't buy the bag of chips next time. I won't, you know, I, I just, uh, those bags of that, that little bag of jube jubes looks really tempting. But no, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm just. I'm not going to. I'm just. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm not going to do that. You know. I'm. Um. You know. I'm. I'm not going to go and and sit down and and watch videos of dogs doing funny things for an hour this afternoon. I'm going to spend time in 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 the Word of and just and listening to a sermon or or something. You know. I'm just. I'm going to do all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do all of that. Whoa. <laughs> nope, I have to go out of the frame. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. God wants <laughs> us to have some fun, and if that means you sit down and you watch an hour of dogs doing funny things, that's, that's fine, or you watch a movie with your family or, you know, do things that, but it's about hearing God, right? Yeah. It's about hearing Him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about trying to do it on your own. Because yeah. it consumes your whole time. Yeah. It consumes you. You're, you're completely focused on it. Yeah. You, you can't think on anything else. Right. And, and you think you're doing, you think, you think and, and now hear me. I'm talking from experience <laughs> in my own life. I, when you, you can't think on anything else, it, you think you're doing the right thing. You think that you're doing what God wants you to do, but what it becomes is an idol in your life that you're trying to focus on and, and juggle all of these things, Right? Remember, mind on Christ, or sorry, mind on God, following the law, and seeking after wisdom. So we're, try we're trying to do all these things. It, it, says, it says in there that all of these things are going to give us peace. All of these things are going to give us peace. We want, we want peace, right? We want to walk in peace in every day of our life. But as, you, as you're trying to do this, you're trying to juggle all of these things, all of a sudden, you're not focused on God anymore you're basically walking in the Old Testament. We're walking in the Old Testament, having to do to get. Having to do the right things to get the love of God, to get the provision of God. Excuse me, to get the favor of God, to get 
his, his whatever you need, approval. We're trying, we're trying to get that peace. We're trying to get it. We're trying to do. We're trying. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're New Testament Christians living in the Old Testament. Right. No, 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 it's not the way. No, it's not the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, where should we go next? Now, who's heard that the Old Testament is a type and shadow of Jesus? Right? If you haven't heard that, let me explain a bit. So, when you, when you read through the Old Testament, all of it points to Jesus. There's, there's things, there's quotes from the Old Testament that Jesus himself used that you wouldn't even think were, were pointing to him, but he used them to point to himself. He said, here is, I am the fulfillment of this or that or whatever, that scripture. And you're like, really? And you go back and you read it and you find it in the Old Testament. As New Testament <coughs> or New Covenant believers, one second. As New Testament or New Covenant believers, with the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, Take the time to go through the Old Testament and ask the Holy Spirit to show you Jesus in the Old Testament. It completely changes the Old Testament. Completely changes your, perspe your perspective on it and how you see it. Because everything, as, as, you, as your spirit reads it, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's... As, as you're reading it in the Spirit, in the Old Testament, you can see, oh, that's pointing to Jesus. Oh, that's pointing to Jesus. Like, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, in Proverbs 1, in verse 23, it's, um, let me start in verse 20. It says, wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words in you, because I have called, and ye refused. I'm in verse 24. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. And it goes on. Did you know in that scripture there, there's, there's a prophecy of Jesus? Listen again to verse 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, listen, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Jesus comes in spirit and truth. 
He sent the Holy Spirit in his place to live in our lives. He will pour out, I, this is God talking, I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make known my words unto you. Jesus is the word of God, incarnate, living, still alive, living on the inside of us. He is the word of God. I will make known my words unto you. Jesus lives on the inside of us. The word of God lives on the inside of us. Do you see how that's, uh, you can just be reading through that, but it, it takes the time. This is kind of a bit of a sidebar here, but I think it's really important. Take the time to ask the Holy Spirit when you're going through the Old Testament and reading through the Old Testament to show you Jesus, to show you the new covenant, to show you the promises that are there because they're all there. You think about that. When Jesus was on the earth and, and the apostles, and we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we read Acts, and we read all of the New Testament, those letters, those letters were not there. They were written sometime after, and we use them as, as our New Testament, but all that they had was the Old Testament, and the, the, the Torah, which is the f first five books of the Bible, and then all of the prophets, and the Psalms, and all those things. That's what they, when, when you hear Paul talking and writing these letters, when you hear, hear Jesus, when you read Jesus' words in the Bible, he's speaking from the Old Testament. He didn't have Galatians 1 to go to. He didn't have Philippians 4 to go to or First or 2 Thessalonians. He had the Old Testament. And he, he takes that Old Testament and he goes, here I am. Here, here is what it says about me, and here is what has happened. See, this is me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You with me? Everybody getting this? Yes. So I encourage you, take time to pray. Lord, show me you in the Old Testament. Yes. Holy Spirit, show me you in the Old Testament, because he's there. And on every page, it's so exciting. It's so awesome. When you're reading through and you're like, hey, that's talking about Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm having fun. Praise Jesus. <laughs> okay, so. Remember Isaiah 26.3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, which is God, because he trusts in thee. So let's turn to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Gospel of John, chapter 14, and verses, starting in verse 23. Now, this is Jesus speaking. Remember what I just said? When he's speaking, he's speaking. If he's telling you about himself, he's, he's bringing it out of the Old Testament. So it says in the Old Testament in Isaiah that we have to keep our mind on God, right? We have to keep our mind on God. That's, oop, that's this ping pong here, ball right here. Our mind on God. Verse 23, Jesus 
answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will come unto him and make our abode in him. He'll come and live on the inside of us. Right? Everybody understand that? Yeah. Amen? He that loveth me not, so he that doesn't loveth me, keeps, doesn't keep my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But, ha ha ha, verse 26, but the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, Comforter is our Counselor, and if you look in the Amplified, it's our Counselor, our Helper, our Intercessor, our Advocate, our Strengthener, our Standby, our Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And, look at this. Look at what he promises here. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Yes. He's going to bring remembrance yes, yes. of himself yes, yes. to us yes. through the Holy Spirit. We don't have to keep our mind on Christ. Well, we do, but you understand what I, we don't have to do it under our own power. Yeah. We don't have to do it at all. <laughs> we don't have to try and duggle that ball anymore. Amen. It says it right here. And bring all things to your remembrance. Yeah. He will bring all things to your remembrance. Amen. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Whatever he said unto you. Whatever he said in his word. Yeah. Whatever, every single last book of this of this yeah, Bible yeah. is on the inside of us and he's going to bring it to remembrance. Yeah. We don't have to be concerned about keeping our mind on him. We have to, don't have to try and do it under our own power, our own strength and juggle those balls and keep track of them all the time because he's already done it. He's already done it. So we can walk in peace there. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. Okay, glory to God. Amen. Amen. So, okay, moving on to Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. Right, it said we have to keep his law. Don't forget it. Keep your commandments in you and you'll get peace, long life, and one other thing. But we don't forget. We can't forget it. Okay, well, let's turn to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 17. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Oh, hallelujah. This is Jesus talking. And he says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have come not to destroy, but to fulfill. That's a really simple statement, but it has amazing power in it. Let me read it in the Amplified. 
Do not think that I have come to do away with or undo the law or the prophets. I have come not to do away with or undo the complete, but to complete and fulfill them. That's in the Amplified. Complete and fulfill. Jesus is the completion, the fulfillment of the law of the Old Testament. He didn't come to abolish it and make it of no effect. He came to fulfill it. He came in his perfect state. And only in his perfect state can he fulfill that law. Right? The biggest problem with the Israelites in the Old Testament was that they could never do it on their own because they were, they were spiritually dead to God. They were spiritually dead. They had to do it under their own power. They didn't have the ability to fulfill the law. Right? The Ten Commandments and Leviticus and Numbers and all of those things. So they had to do all of these sacrifices to cover it over. To take care of it for a while. Because it was only for a while. It could only be dealt with for a while. And so then the law would continue and then they would have to go and make their sacrifices again when, they, when, when it was time to make sacrifices or when they realized they did something wrong and, and, uh, that was counter to the law, they had to go and do their, their sacrifices and make everything right and you know, put their hand on the scapegoat and send them out into the forest so that all the sins go out there. And, and, and so then they were kind of right with God. But it was all on their own ability, their own way. But here, here, Jesus says, don't think that I have come to do away with or undo the law or the prophets. Remember I was talking about how the Old Testament is, is the type and shadow of Jesus and that he used the Old Testament to yeah. prove who he was. Yeah. So he, he says, I haven't come to do away with that at all. At all, I have come not to do away with or undo, but to complete and fulfill them. He's completing all of the prophecies that you find throughout the entire Old Testament. He's come to fulfill the law in his per perfectness, in his completeness, in his wholeness, in his he was spiritually alive when all of, all of the people were around him were dead. He could fulfill the law on the cross. He could take the place of us so that he could, so that we can live in the freedom that, that God wants for us. Amen. So that we can live in the peace that God wants for us. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is so awesome. Amen. That's so awesome. So we don't have to worry about the law anymore. So, okay, so we're now we're down to wisdom. Glory to God. Remember we talked about that in Proverbs 3, verses 13 to 17. It talked about wisdom, that it would bring peace. If we, if we seek after wisdom, it will bring peace. Okay, so let's turn to 1 Corinthians, right at the very beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. It's on page 1,854. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. 
verse 24. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, Jesus, is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. Christ, our Savior, Jesus, our Savior, is the wisdom of God. You take the time to read through Proverbs and all of those things that talk about wisdom are talking about Jesus because he is the wisdom of God. He is the fulfillment of the wisdom of God in its entirety, in its completeness, in its fullness, in its God's exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or imagine or pray or think or do. That wisdom that goes beyond the fence posts of our mind, that wisdom that resides on the inside of us and brings us peace. Oh, hallelujah. It brings us peace because He is the wisdom. So we've got Jesus on the inside of us. He's the wisdom of God in its completeness, in its entirety. We don't have to go chasing after it anymore. Right? All of a sudden, we have nothing to juggle in our hands. We have nothing to juggle in our hands. Now our hands are free to be his hands on this earth. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 We're free to be his hands, yes. to bring that peace. Yes. Amen? Yes. In those three Old Testament scriptures, the word peace in there, in each one of those scriptures, in Isaiah and the two in Proverbs, each of those, word, those words for peace was shalom. Shalom. Now, shalom isn't just a Jewish person saying hi to you. It, 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 is, it is something so much more, so much, it has so much more depth to it. Yes. When somebody says shalom to you, here's what they're saying. I'm believing for health for you. I'm believing for prosperity for you. God's prosperity, God's health. I'm believing for God's peace for you. I'm believing for God's safety for you. I'm believing for God's rest for you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go back to um, the Gospel of John in uh, chapter 14 again.
<laughs> John 14, verse 27. This is Jesus talking. And he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Oh, hallelujah. In the complete Jewish Bible translation of this scripture, here's what it says. This is the complete Jewish Bible translation. It says, what I am leaving with you is shalom. Health, prosperity, peace, safety, rest. I am giving you my shalom. Health, prosperity, peace, safety, rest. I don't give the way the world gives. Back and forth all over the place. See, I can't even do that. It's all over the place. The peace of the world, remember we were talking about it at the beginning. It is a fleeting thing. It can't happen all the time. I used to be really good at this when I was a kid. I've been looking for one of these for a long time. <laughs> this is the peace of the world. This is the world. And this is what happens with your peace. It's all over the place. It doesn't stay in one place. It, it's hard. Like, you can't, if you try and catch it, you're going to get whack yourself in the head with the thing. Right? You can't, it just goes all over the place. <laughs> And when you're trying to get the peace, you're completely focused on it again, right? That's the world's peace, trying, trying to focus on it. It's a fleeting thing. I'm doing better when I'm hitting it on the bottom. But Jesus says, I'll read it again in the complete Jewish Bible. What I, what I, Jesus, this is Jesus talking to us. What I am leaving with you is shalom, health, prosperity, peace, safety, rest. I am giving you my shalom, health, prosperity, peace, safety, rest. I'm not giving... I don't give the way the world gives. Remember? Crazy. <laughs> not, not dependable. Not there all the time. Spastic. All over the place. Well, you think about it, it's all over the place. <laughs> Don't let yourselves be upset or frightened. In the King James, it says, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
His peace lives on the inside of us. Because he lives on the inside of us. He is peace. Notice he said, it's, I'm giving you my peace. I'm giving you my peace. I'm not giving you somebody else's peace. I'm giving you my peace. It's his. To do with what he pleases. And his pleasure is to give it to us. He wants to give it to us. He's given it to us. The day, the day that we became born-again Christians, Jesus came and lived on the inside of us through the Holy Spirit in his entirety. It wasn't just part of him. He wasn't just moving in and he's going to get the rest of the boxes next week. <laughs> that just kind of came up and out. <laughs> He doesn't need to pack up boxes when he moves in. He's a complete package in himself, in his wholeness. When he moves in, it's complete, it's whole. There's nothing lacking, nothing missing. It's not a type and a shadow like the Old Testament. It's the completeness of his peace. It is the completeness of his peace that this world cannot take away. It can't take it away because it's not the world's to give and take. It's Jesus's. And he doesn't want to take it back. He wants to give it to us. He has given it to us. The day we gave our lives to Christ, he gave us his peace. And we don't have to walk in anything else. We don't have to be concerned about the war in Ukraine or what's, you know, something that's going on in India or in Asia somewhere or whatever the case may be. We don't have to be concerned about that war or that lack of peace. We don't have to be concerned about the crazy neighbor that's not giving, letting us have peace. We don't have to be concerned about the government That's important. <laughs> we don't have to be concerned about the government. They don't take our peace. They don't have any control over our peace because our peace comes from Jesus. Everybody's all on edge about what's going to happen in the, in the House of Representatives and the, the U.S. Congress, um, the Senate down in the United States after their election last week, are, are we going to get geo, the, the Republicans in? Or are we going to get the, the Democrats in? What's going to happen? Well, where's the balance of power going to be? The balance of power is on Jesus' shoulders. Amen. He's given us the peace. Yes. We don't have to be concerned about that. Right. God is greater than that. Amen. His peace is greater than that. Amen. And we live in that peace every day Amen. if we choose to let it manifest in our lives. If we choose to let it work itself in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. And just to 
<laughs> and just to prove it to you, in case you were wondering, in Galatians 5, verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Look at this. Against such there is no law. Because Jesus has fulfilled the law. Nothing can stand against the purity of his love in us, of his joy in us, of his peace in us. You see, he says it's my peace. And when it's when you own something, it's yours to give and to do with what you want. So he's given it to you in its completeness, in its entirety, in its fullness, in its abundance. So a little while ago, I asked, how do we get peace? Truth is, we already have it. We already have it. We already have it. You already have it. I already have it. We already have it. It's on the inside of us. So, if it's on the inside of us already, because Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is on the inside of us, He's given it to us, we just have to yield to it. <laughs> Heather and Bethany and Abigail and I were up in uh, Whistler for a couple of days um, just having some fun time as a family. And On Friday, we, were, uh, we had checked out of the hotel and uh, we were allowed to keep our car at the hotel for the rest of the day and we we're going to go wander a bit more in the lower village up in Whistler and just have some fun and get some food and then start heading down kind of mid-afternoon. And so we had, we had gotten all of our Kenneth Copeland Ministry Victory hoodies on and we went and took some pictures, all the four of us with the same hoodie on. It was fun. We had a good time. We left all of our coats in the car. And... Uh, so we finish taking the pictures and we go back down to the, to the parking lot to get our coat so we can go walk around because it, it was cold up in Whistler. <laughs> it was beautiful, oh, beautiful, but it was cold, like minus 11 overnight and stuff like that and it didn't quite get above, free, didn't get above freezing during the day. So we had to go get our coats back on and stuff to go and our toques and whatever else to go. And Pastor Heather has these really cool earmuffs that don't have a thing that goes over your head or around the back of your head. They, 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 they snap and you can put them on around your earlobes and then you snap them into place and, and it's like they kind of grip to your ears. And they're really cool and they keep her ears room warm because Pastor Heather's ears get really cold really quickly for some reason. Anyways, so um, we'd gotten all of our coats on and everything like that and um, they were heading for the door to go outside and Pastor Heather remembers that, oh, I, I don't have my ear things. And I said, oh, I'll go back and get them. So I go back to the car and, and she gave me permission to go through her purse. 
And so I go through her purse, and I find them. I'm like, okay. And so we had put her, I had her purse at the back of, the, of, of our SUV. So I go put it back into the place that it was supposed to be in. And I close the SUV, and I'm walking, and I go, and I'm like, I only have one of them in my hand. What, I, I just had it, like, like, literally 30 seconds ago. Where did it go? And so I go back to the car, and I'm opening the car, and I'm grabbing her purse, and I, I, I took everything out of the purse, and it wasn't in the purse. And I'm, I'm looking all around the luggage where I was pulling things out of the purse, and I was getting more and more frustrated. I'm like, I just had this thing. Where was it? And, oh, how, how could I have lost it? It's completely lost. And then Bethany shows up, and she goes, everything okay, Dad? <laughs> and I'm like, no. I, I, I can't, I've, lost, I've lost her ear thing. And, and I, we need both of the ear things. I've lost the ear thing. And I'm getting more and more frustrated. And, and so now a couple minutes pass by, and I'm really frustrated at this point. And now Pastor Heather, Bethany, and Abigail are now around me, and we're all looking for this one little earmuff thing. And so um, we go, I go over to the side of the, of the car and I open up the passenger side back door and I go and I'm looking in there and I can't see it where the purse is sitting and stuff like that. And so then we start pulling luggage out of the back of the car. And I don't know, I have no idea how this happened. But somehow either the one earmuff got back into the person when I laid it down and it had fallen down in between all of the luggage. And there was no, I mean, it was, it's black on the outside. It's red on the inside, but it's black on the outside. So if it's laying down, there's no way you're going to see it in there. So we pull out the luggage and we find, and, and so we're walking outside and I'm like, <sighs> and I realized I wasn't walking in his peace. I chose not to yield to his peace at that point. Because when I thought back on the whole situation, before Bethany showed up, the Lord had actually said to me, go and look in the side door. And I completely missed it. Because I was so focused. I was so focused. Where is that earmuff that I forgot to listen to the Lord and walk in his peace because he was trying to tell me where it was See, he, I remember him I, I remember the thought coming into me which is the Holy Spirit go look in the side door go look from the side door and I would have found it see it's it, it's already in us and he's it's not that he's sitting back going oh they're going to make a mess of it again That that's not his heart. Not even close to his heart. He has us in his remembrance, and that's a covenant word. It's not that he goes, oh, I forgot you. He's constantly remembering his covenant, and part of his covenant is his peace that we can walk in every single day of our lives. He's wanting to give it to us. He's wanting us to walk in it. He's wanting us to experience the fullness of his peace in every situation. See how simple it was to stop walking in the peace in that my earmuff example? All I had to do was take a step back, three, maybe five seconds, 
Lord, I'm sorry for getting frustrated. I just, I yield to your peace and I thank you for your direction here and you know where this, this earmuff is. And I would have heard, go and look in the side door and it would have been a quick little thing to find that earmuff. It's a simple example and it doesn't seem like it's very significant. But God wants us to walk in his peace in every little aspect of our lives. There's no reason for us to walk outside of it. It's his peace. He's given it to us. So let's make the choice to yield to it. Amen? Praise God. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at